get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saner. Saluton kai felician noviaron. SS me, Tyson Saner. And I will be your guide for this first episode of Succotash for the year 2022. It's number 286, which means that in roughly 14 more weeks from now, finger quotes used, this show will be in its 11th year, with 300 episodes under its collective belt. Full disclosure, I wrote this before December 31st. Well, most of it. I had the mad idea to write the outro of the show on January 1st of 2021 for the sheer hell of it, but I'm not sure I will be doing that. I'll probably get back to you on that one. Oh, I'm back. I'm not doing that. Did you hear last week's show? Episode 285, hosted by executive producer Mark Hirschhorn. His episode featured a quartet of clips from the Soundcast's film threat, Hysteria, Majoring in Everything, and You're Wrong About. That show, along with every episode of Succotash in existence, can be found at www.succotashshow.com, as well as Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, the Audible app, and YouTube. Additional full disclosure, I have resumed writing this on December 31st of 2021, and likely will be recording my host audio that you are now hearing, whenever you're hearing it, and that will absolutely not be in 2021. Too much behind the scenes? I can't hear you. Let's get to the clips. First up, the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Now, the full title of this show on iTunes is the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, and then in parentheses, formerly known as Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident and the Goddamn Dave Hill Show on WFMU, from Maximum Fun. Its description says, The Dave Hill Good Time Hour, and then all that other stuff, formerly known as yada yada yada, features comedian, musician, writer, actor, artist, man about town, thinking man, Dave Hill, and sidekicks Des and Chris Gersbach, sitting down to have a delightful conversation with various notable people, including but not limited to fellow comedians, musicians, actors, authors, supermodels, convicts, and whoever else he can talk into it. Watch live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. So the clip I've chosen is from an episode that posted November 5th, 2021, and was recorded live on November 1st, 2021. It's episode 239, and it features comedian Nick Flanagan. Its description says, It's already November, and Dave, Des, and Chris are freaking out about it, so they invite their friend Nick Flanagan all the way from Canada to discuss Nick's new mustache, cosmonauts, Judas Priest, Canadian pennies, Jordan Peterson, watching aliens on VHS, and other topics of great importance. In this clip I've chosen for you, Nick Flanagan joins the stream. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the show, is this his first time on the streaming show with this mustache? Ladies With and gentlemen, yeah. from the big smoke, T-Dot, Toronto, Ontario, comedian, writer, guy with a mustache I have not seen looking quite like this before, Mr. Nick Flanagan. Hello. 
And dare I say, guy with whose internet seems to be worse than mine. Not to brag. <laughs> the internet's bad. No, no, it sounds all right. Is yeah. he is he moving weird to you, Chris Grisbeck? Um, it yeah, it's like it his. It's a little, it's a little lag. lag. I mean, I, I can hear you fine, but then I see you mouth the words that you're saying four seconds later. Here's the deal. Here's the I kind of like it, though. I like it. I have a very old computer. I have a very old computer, Dave, and I'm concerned that it just can't handle anything anymore. You know, it's 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 it was a gift from a friend of mine, and it was it's a 2011 MacBook that I've probably had for five or six oh, years boy. now. Well. So this is, we, I don't know, uh, this is deja vu, because uh, I was just saying this about my own, my own computer, but I love it because it, it gives you, between the mustache and your wonky uh, internet, it makes it seem like you're a cosmonaut broadcasting from space. Don't forget the uh, weird lighting that... <laughs> Obscures my well, the eyes. the lighting helps too. Do, do you guys see? Do you, do you guys see it, or is it just me? Uh, the lighting. No, the red that, shirt doesn't gives you the cosmonaut vibe. Doesn't doesn't he look? Doesn't he look like a Russian astronaut, which is to say, a cosmonaut? Well, let me put him on full display here. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we all yeah. see it. I'm a cosmonaut. We all see it. Yeah, I see it. Um. I mean, I am using a wired connection. That's what killed me. Is I, I, I could have shared internet with the guy who lives upstairs, but I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a big boy. I'm going to get my own internet. I'm just oh, look at the you. Cable right into my laptop. Yeah, but now, you know, I look like uh, one of those early Nathan Fielder videos. That's a very <laughs> obscure reference to one video he made. It's actually starting to catch up. No, now. it's strong. I, I feel like that was a stronger <laughs> reference than my cosmonaut joke which really didn't really get any you know I'm, the hope is that our large australian audience will get a real charge out of that joke well for me you know i got, i'm getting it now haha <laughs> yeah because of the lag oh i, oh, I mean i was laughing oh. earlier but the image is hi everybody how nice to yeah see how, you. how is nick how are you doing is this your first time on when on the live cast have we done this before I think you've been on before. That's a good. I feel like I snuck on maybe one time at the very end of an episode or something. But I might be crazy, and that could have been a different. It's, I think. I think it's probably platform. true. I think you. I think you. You have been on before. Uh, I choose to believe it. How are things in Canada? Uh, they're you know, um, uh, uh, it's like grim. Real- <laughs> <laughs> like more, more so, like more, more so, or in light of the pandemic and and things like that, or just gen- oh, I just think that you know, yeah, generally it doesn't really matter how things are going here. There's a, there's a strange grimness to the people, specifically of Ontario. I refuse to bring in lump in any of these other provinces. I am not a, a wait. So you're you're you know? saying you you find. Canada to be grim always, like having nothing to do with the last two to five years. <laughs> two to five. Yeah. Um, when I grew up in Toronto, there was like a grimness to the area. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was just sort of a lot of con- concrete, like, and 
Jesus and Mary statues on the in in front of the residential homes. I've actually seen that. You know, Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, Halloween was uh the street I lived on, it was one of those places where it was like, I hope you like eating pennies. I hope you find pennies <laughs> sweet. And Canadian uh, you know, pen- maybe an apple. Canadian pennies at that. I mean Yeah, which are discontinued at this Well, point. uh they should look in, in my uh the the basement of my boyhood home because there's plenty of them hidden all over the place so you can reach out to the show at good time hour on twitter and that is capital g-o-o-d-t-i-m-e capital h-o-u-r host dave hill does not seem to have a twitter account under his name i suspect he can be reached at the show twitter account uh des is at shouthouse radio that is all lowercase s-h-o-u-t-h-o-u-s-e-r-a-d-i-o Chris Gersbeck can be found at C.S. Gersbeck, that is capital C, capital S, capital G, E-R-S-B-E-C-K, and Nick Flanagan can be found at The Flans, that is all lowercase T-H-E-F-L-A-N-S. The show's website is at MaximumFun.org. Next up, another soundcast from Maximum Fun. Usually I try not to stack these in one show, but it just worked out that way. Uh, So it's a Soundcast called Depression Mode with John Moe. Its description says, Join host John Moe from the hilarious world of depression for honest, relatable, and yes, sometimes funny conversations about mental health. Hear from comedians, musicians, authors, actors, and other top names in entertainment and the arts about living with depression, anxiety, and many other common disorders. Find out what they've done to address it, what worked, and what didn't. Depresh Mode also features useful insights on mental health issues with experts in the field. It's honest talk from people who have been there and know their stuff. No shame, no stigma, and more laughs than you might expect. So the clip I've chosen is from a show from December 6th of 2021, and it's called Amy Mann Couldn't Hear Very Well or Write Songs. That's inconvenient because she's Amy Mann. That is, in fact, its entire title. And its description says, Unresolved trauma and stress caused a devastating loss, but she's recovering. Right. Well, in this clip, Amy Mann discusses adapting the book Girl Interrupted into a musical project. How calibrated is that personal connection then? I mean, you've you've dealt with some mental health situations yourself and trauma and depression. And when you're writing something that is based on material of other people also dealing with this thing, do you say, okay, I'm going to put 30% 30% Amy in here and 70% of this person. Like, like how deliberate is that? You know, I try to write what is there in the book. And then I just think inevitably something, you know, you, you end up putting your own, not your own spin, but your own, like I said, like you have to fill in, or I felt like I had to fill in a lot of blank spots because Susanna Kesa doesn't really talk about her feelings. She doesn't talk about her history. She doesn't talk about her childhood. She doesn't talk about her parents. You don't know what happened to her. And that kind of was like the first question where you're like, what happened? Because to me, it felt really clear. Look, this is my opinion. But, you know, based on my experience and my knowledge, having read 10,000 books, psychology books, it felt very that there was a PTSD component, that there was trauma. I mean, my personal opinion is that borderline personality disorder comes from trauma. It's PTSD symptoms. I mean, that's just my own opinion. But 
But that notwithstanding, I just I still felt like we don't get the whole story. So for me, there was like a secret backstory. Like I had to, you know, kind of invent a backstory that was a subtext. Like what an actor would do, you know, when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Based on a friend of mine who had um, been molested by their piano teacher. And it sort of tied into the idea of Girl Interrupted at her music, which is the Vermeer painting that she's so affected by. So this was a this was like a backstory in my own mind, you know, that I kind of wrote into it. So, you know, not necessarily my own experience, but listen, honestly, I mean, if you're a woman in America, you have experience getting molested. Like, that's just the way it is. So I certainly could relate to it. I can relate to my friend, my friend's experience. And you fold all of these things in, you know, a lot of times sympathy for other people is, is a way of processing things that have happened to you. How is your mental health in the writing of all this music and the recording of all this music? Cause it's gets to some pretty intense places. Not that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because you are, you know, I am sort of removed. I don't know. Like it is always, you know, I put myself in, in it as much as I can, but I'm also, it's, fun and thrilling to be a craftsman and doing a job I don't know how to I don't know a way to make that convey like the thrill and artistry not artistry I mean like I don't want to say I'm you know fucking Picasso or something but but like to do all you are is Amy Mann (laughs) to do like a to do like the you know like my task is to write songs that are based on this book and these characters and to be able to get inside it and sort of deliver what it needs, you know, like, or what I think it needs is it's just like a thrill ride. Like it's super fun and exciting. And, you know, you just go into this, into this place, but like, it never goes into, I mean, I don't think I, I think sort of like the darkest it got is just, is, is writing suicide is murder and just, you know, reliving just how sad, you know, how, how rough, I mean, like that it it's fucking murder in the way that like it, it kills a part of everybody who's left behind, you know, like that's, that was the hardest one. That's the part. I mean, that song I think was very, a lot to hear. I mean, it was beautiful song is and very direct and very intense. That part of it, that if you do this, you're going to kill a part of of everybody you leave behind. What was that like to write that out? Were you feeling that yeah, that death and that pain in that? I was feeling it so much that even though I felt like the song, that the passage in the book was, you know, almost being glib or kind of darkly humorous about this approach. Like, well, you got to look at it like murder. You got to make a list and, you know, like like that kind of thing. I could not stay with that program, you know, even though I felt like that was the assignment because it was just too much. And, and you know, a good friend of mine had his son, his teenage son had, had committed suicide and it was just, it's just broken him in a way that, I mean, he'll never recover from. Like I just kept thinking about that. So, you know, it was hard to stay, you know, I just, I couldn't stay on task. I felt like, look, I got, you know, I, this is, this is what is personally overtaking me. So you can reach the show on Twitter at DepressPod, that is all lowercase, D-E-P-R-E-S-H-P-O-D. 
Host John Moe can be reached at all lowercase John Moe, J-O-H-N-M-O-E. And the guest Amy Mann can be found also on Twitter at all lowercase A-I-M-E-E-M-A-N-N. And as stated before, this soundcast can also be found at MaximumFun.org. Bonjour, amigos. Bill Haywatt here to ask just how relaxed are you? Well, not just right now, but at any time, day or night, whether you're working or just kicking it around the house. Unless you've always got either half a heat on or have been prescribed Thorazine, chances are that most of the time, you're as uptight as a nun at a bishop's beer blast. Well, we're here to help you change that state of mind, and all you have to do is slip into a pair of Henderson's Chillin' Churidars. Yes, modeled after the classic Churidar pajamas of South Asia, these comfortable pants are wide at the waist and narrow at the ankle, making them perfect leisure pants, especially if you like to stuff your face and then fall asleep promptly afterwards. And while you'd think you'd have to be sporting either a kurta if you're a man, or a kameez if you're a woman, these chillin' churidars have been specially designed by Hendersons for those with a western sense of style. So throw on your favorite t-shirt, tank top, or just go topless around the house for the ultimate in comfortable lounging. While at work, it's always Casual Friday when you're sporting an airy, comfy pair of Henderson's Chillin' Churidars, even if you're required to wear a jacket and tie. Originally designed for Haji from Johnny Quest, I Dream of Genie, and the Harem Eunuchs of Kuala Lumpur, Henderson's Chillin' Churidars are perfect when you want to sling your sack and butt into something saggy. That's Henderson's, makers of Salwas and Farshi since 1593, and now back. Back to Succotash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. I'm pretty sure I haven't heard that one in a while. Um, but then, my memory isn't that great these days, so it's also possible that I had heard it recently. Hmm. Finally tonight, Multiverse of Badness comic book review from Multiverse of Badness. In its show description, it says, Each week, Zack and Mike review comics from across the multiverse of Marvel and DC, finding the worst characters and storylines in the history of comic books, so you don't have to. The clip I've chosen is from the episode from December 6th, 2021. They are styling their episodes as issues. This is issue two. It's called Dazzler, specifically from X-Men number 129 to 131. Episode description says, X-Men 129 starts out the saga of the Dark Phoenix, which is one of the most influential stories in the Marvel Universe. Clumsily inserted into this storyline, however, is the Disco Dazzler. Originally developed as a real-world crossover character, she lost a ton of steam quickly and did a whole bunch of nothing, except light up really brightly and talk with an American Southern accent. Zack and Mike try to make sense of all this and more, but no promises in regards to the level of their success. In this clip, the duo describes the introduction of Dazzler in a punk disco. There's not a lot to this fucking comic. As you said, they show up at the disco. The punk disco. The punk disco. They know there's a <laughs> mutant here. They don't quite know who it is. And then all of a sudden, out of fucking, you know, she's on the stage and there's a whole bunch of light going off. And we get dressed up like Ace Fraley, as mentioned, with uh, a complete jumpsuit on. We have the Dazzler on page 12. And to say she, um, a vision in skin-tight silver silhouetted in an awesome light show that shifts in color. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it changes emotions as she sings. So, yeah, and Scott even admits, he said, wow, 
I know zilch about disco, but this lady's good. So, <laughs> well, how do you know she's good? She could be like an amazing, uh, like mariachi musician, but you're like, hey, this disco is pretty fucking sweet. I don't know any disco, but by comparison, this is great. Also, you have to remember that just a couple panels before that I didn't mention is the, uh, I forget the guy's name, Jason Weingard, or and I won't, I'll call him Wyclef Jean because I can remember his name, but he just kissed. Jean Grey two panels ago, so maybe Scott's out <laughs> looking for a fucking new trim, and he just sees the Dazzler here, and he realizes, hey, this is a mutant. You know what? Jean's acting kind of weird. I, I could get her back to the fucking X-Layer and fucking bang this broad. The, uh, it's a good point, because there is a, uh, as you say, there's a sordid kiss between Jason Wingard and Jean Grey, but a bit earlier on, as they're still searching the uh, nightclub, Cyclops tells them to split up. I'll use Cerebro, you scan the crowd with your Psy powers. And we get a little glimpse into Jean Grey's thoughts at the time. And 129 had a little bit of that as well. So you've, they've been kind of building this a little bit between the stories of Jason Weingard planting these false memories into Jean Grey's mind that will eventually lead to this whole Dark Phoenix saga. So she says, scan the crowd with your Psy powers. That's easier said than done, Scott. I can't screen out everyone's thoughts. Some of the images I'm receiving are so vile, but I can handle that. Part of me almost finds it attractive. Ooh. Uh-oh, yeah. Jean Grey. She's into it, you know, good for her. Yeah, she's, you know, if, as far as I see it, if everyone's adults and consenting, have fun, go at it, do what you will. Let that freak flag fly. So, yeah, we've got Jean Grey, and she's also dressed up as the Black Queen. Uh, I was sitting here horn-dogging it about the White Queen, and we get the Black Queen, and I'm like, man, Jean Grey fills out an outfit pretty well, honestly. I was just about to say, uh, everyone being adults, aren't the X-Men teenagers at this point? Oh, God, no. They've grown up a little bit. They're not the the fresh-faced young bucks that they were. I'll tell you what, if they're teenagers, they have filled out pretty quickly for teenagers. We've got a Tracy (laughs) Lord situation going on here because there will be a lot of horndogging with some of these teens here, it seems. Horndogging is such a good phrase. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Oh, really? That's one of these nice American terms. One of these gobby (laughs) shite American terms. Quit horndogging, you gobby little shite. (laughs) Exactly. Love it. That's multiculturalism at its finest. That's right. You can't get more multicultural than a podcast with two white dudes talking about comic books, can you? (laughs) So with that said, (laughs) we're on to the fight breaks out with some of these robots. They're trying to attack the X-Men in the disco. As you mentioned, some of these powers are being stopped by these robots, so they know how to stop them. But the one person the White Queen didn't plan on was the Dazzler. Oh, shit. Professor X didn't know about the Dazzler at this point, so there is absolutely no information available on her. They've just found her. They just found out who she is and what her power set is. It's time for Dazzler to save the day. And you know what her power set is, don't you? She lights up. (laughs) It's like a torch, I guess. That's it. (laughs) She lights up. But apparently she lights up well because light in its infinite variety bursts around the hapless man instantly flooding his eyes his mind his soul his brain can't cope with a sensory overload it short circuits and turns itself off completely so yeah this is a lot of light and apparently i don't know how this bothers him so bad because she was literally earlier in the issue she was doing this in front of a whole bunch of people that were partying and now she's like okay i, I guess, guess she can 
fluctuate in intensity because like to say she's just a torch is a bit of an understatement when she literally turns a man's soul off with how bright she can get <laughs> i think this is yeah i guess you're right oh shit am i pro dazzler i hope so somebody oh, has God. to be in this so- episode <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, we get that, and now the X-Men are back. They're ready to fucking rock. So you can find them on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts, as well as Anchor FM. You can find them on Twitter at Multiverse of Bad. That is capital M-U-L-T-I-V-E-R-S-E, capital O-F, capital B-A-D. Uh, Zach can be reached on Twitter at uh, Bastard, which is a, a truncated version of Zach Bastard, but it is at lowercase z-c-h underscore lowercase b-s-t-r-d and mike doesn't have a twitter account under his name specifically but he does have one more or less personal account at whack brackets a show we featured on succotash not that long ago that is at capital w-a-c-k capital b-r-a-c-k-e-t-s hello welcome to the end of the show the end of my 2021, and, for those of you that listen right away, the beginning of 2022. I will be honest, I am not filled with optimism about this year being a better year than the previous one. I still have optimism, but significantly less than before. If life were a video game, I would be googling cheat codes right about now to fill up my optimism stat. But instead, I think I'll just go have dinner with my vaccinated family and wish you and everybody here at Succotash the happiest of New Year's that one can possibly muster, given the current circumstances of the world as we know it. I'd really like to take the time to wait until I'm in a better headspace to write this outro, but I don't really have the time. Time is a luxury, so thank you for spending some of yours with us. I will be doing my damnedest to look for more comedy in the upcoming year to share with you, and I appreciate all of you for listening to whatever amount of us that you have, even and especially if this is your first episode of our show. So, on behalf of Succotash, I'd like to thank you for listening, encourage you to be decent to each other, rate and review us if you have the time and the inclination, and if anyone asks if you've heard anything interesting or generally worthwhile lately, and we come to mind, would you please pass the Succotash? You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Tyson Saner, brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Succotash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuccotashShow.com or call into the Succotash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Succotash. Succotash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Succotash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash goodbye. 
This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>